Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And allegedly, I'm Sarah. Still allegedly. We're jury's out on that one. Um, today, we are joined by a very special guest, um... An episode that we know a lot of our Swishers have been waiting for. So today we have the pleasure of chatting with Mike from Potterless Podcast. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I have also heard the cries of the Swishers, which I just (laughs) learned that's what you call your listeners. Uh, And I'm glad to make this happen. The number of requests that I have had to make a crossover take place are very high so i'm glad that we are finally doing this yeah us too us too it's been a long time coming a lot of uh (laughs) a lot of scheduling and 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 whatnot but we're here i think it's gonna be worth the wait yes yeah i would agree all right so um megan i think you have a weekly profit to share i do have a couple and they kind of go hand in hand kind of um so Pottery Barn uh, released again their like holiday line, which I mean I love their stuff, but it's like super expensive. But like ornaments, I can afford. They're like twenty bucks, right? Holy, <laughs> like, yeah, maybe girl. the only thing from Pottery Barn that I can afford. <laughs> um, but they have super cute little ornaments of the trio. But they're like these little plushy figures of them. My article's not loading, but I'm, so I'm trying to remember what else is on here. Uh, They've oh. really become Pottery Barn, haven't they? Hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sarah enjoys that. I do enjoy a good pun. Um, they, I'm surprised, like, I don't get Pottery Barn emails, but if they, if if the subject line of the newsletter email is not putting the potter in Pottery Barn, everyone that works for Pottery Barn should be fired. <laughs> I mean, you, you really could think you could be like a discount Pottery Barn store because you're Potter less, so oh. you're spending less money. Hey. hey, I mean, yeah, that'd be great. I'll sell ornaments for 19.95 and I'll make a killing. 
um, they also have stockings that you can get embroidered, but it's like the houses. They're super, they're like velvet and cute. Velvet um, and cute. All right. Yeah, you know, I'm I know you can velvet. Use stockings, but at first when you said velvet stockings, <laughs> I was like, that sounds incredibly uncomfortable to wear. <laughs> uh, yeah. And like they have, oh, they have these new house pillows that are really cute where it's like a, an image of the animal for each house. And the Hufflepuff one is especially adorable. Um, Hold on one second, because I have to say this because it's so insane to me. There is a beautiful, I mean, it's beautiful. It is a snow globe. Hogwarts is inside oh, it. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. $69 oh, for a snow nice, globe. Nice, 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 nice. I nice, agree, nice. nice, but what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is uh, bananas. So, yeah, but to go along with your, you know, Christmas Pottery Barn stuff, Katie and mine's fave designers, Mina Lima, just dropped wallpaper. They did, indeed. And it's literally the greatest thing ever. But, like, who wallpapers anymore? I was literally going to say, I thought wallpaper (laughs) went extinct in 2002 with O-Town and... (laughs) No, O-Town's back. O-Town are back. Are they really? Yes, they are. All the the boy bands that didn't make enough money are back. Look at the back. I need InSync. And then we This is never going to happen. JT's making too too much money. Yeah. Yeah, Justin Timberlake is way too successful to go back to that. Agreed. Agreed. I can dream. So, yeah. Well, okay. Yes. They're going to bring wallpaper back because I'm just saying when Katie and I buy a house, we are totally putting the Marauder's Map wallpaper on at least one wall. Just make sure that it's just not done in a bad way because I will peel it off. Yeah, what wall. if it doesn't lie? I, I get such satisfaction from peeling wallpaper off a wall. You know, when my mom used if to you... put me in the corner when I got in trouble, I would peel the wallpaper. <laughs> and then the day she discovered it, if either of you peel my... <laughs> 89-pound parole Harry Potter wallpaper off my wall. I'm kicking ya. <laughs> that would be the day our friendship ends. I would yep. do it on purpose. I would be like that little kid who's like mad at their mom and staring at them while they're pouring juice on the floor. I would look you in the eye and take a corner and just Oh, my rip, God. And oh it would give God. me a lot of satisfaction. It is nice, you. though, when you peel wallpaper. And people that like to do this, they know. Ask Tiffany, when she moved into our house, like, <laughs> however so many, a million years ago, I took the wallpaper off the room, the duck one. It's so nice. It's just so nice. I don't remember that. Comes off nice. I wasn't yeah. around. Well. You were, it was when you moved in. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. I was there because I literally was living there. Mike, this is what we do. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Cool. I, no. Yeah. <laughs> story time. Just, sorry, I am, I am very ride. familiar with not talking about Harry Potter on my Harry Potter <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's my weekly profit news. We got some new wallpaper and some new stuff to buy. What else is new? Cool. Mm-hmm. The pottery barn stuff is great. My mom, uh, once I once Potterless became a big enough thing where she understood what was happening for Christmas one year, she got me Harry Potter sheets for my bed at my mom and yes. dad's place. And cool. I was still like reading the books at the time. So before we could put them on my bed, my sister had to make sure there were no spoilers on the bed sheets. <laughs> that is. <laughs> So cute. Was it like the newspaper ones or something? It was. It was the one where it's like it's white with like black like hand drawing looking things, and oh, it's just okay, okay. vague images like yeah. thestrals and people doing spells and stuff. So there's like nothing huge. I think if I hadn't read, I had finished whichever book you first see the thestrals. Since like the beginning of five, right. I was past that part, so that was the only thing where I would have been like, "What's this winged horse?" But uh, yeah, thankfully no spoilers, so I was allowed to sleep in my bed that night. It was Aww, great. Oh, that's good. That's <laughs> So today we're going to be discussing a theory, but before we announce what the theory is or what exactly we're going to be talking about, 
we want to get to know you a little bit better, Mike. So could you <laughs> tell us, um, I don't know if you just want to read from the doc and I'll just read these and you can just go through them, but like how long have you been podcasting? Um, how did your podcast come about? Like what is Potterless all about? And um, then could you give us like your whole Hogwarts profile? Sure. So I started making podcasts in general like four and a half years ago while I was doing Vine, the at May at Rest in Peace. Vines were so my, good. Yeah. So good. And TikToks are garbage. They're all <laughs> terrible. Um, but I was I had made a podcast about the app Vine because one of my best friends when I lived in Oakland, I met through Vine, and every time we would hang out with each other's friends, they'd be like, you guys know each other from Vine? That's weird. I'd be like, you're dating someone from Tinder, Rebecca. That is so much weirder. <laughs> so I, I made a, a podcast called Gone in Six Seconds, which was just me interviewing my Vine friends and be like, yeah, this is unconventional, but also, like, people meet each other on the internet. It's chill. I did that for, like, a year, and then it didn't, it wasn't like achieving its goal, which was for people who don't use Vine to use it. It was basically just people who already use the app would listen because like, I know these Viners and they're talking. So I was like, all right, this has been fun, but I, I want to do something that is a little less niche. So the first thing I thought of was I was trying to think of like things that a lot of people enjoy. And I was like, well, everybody loves Harry Potter. I was like, Ugh, but I haven't read Harry Potter. And then I thought, <laughs> oh, that's the podcast. So I sat on that idea for a little bit until I met my now fiance, Kelly. And she, when we were still just friends at the time, offhandedly mentioned that she liked Harry Potter a lot. And I was like, aha, an excuse to talk to this girl more. So I decided to like actually do the podcast idea that I'd been sitting on. So then I started, I started reading the books in like March of 2016 and preparing the, the podcast. And then I released it in October of 2016. And I've been doing it ever since. That's awesome. Awesome. And now it's my job, which is bonkers. Dude, you're living the dream right now. Because I believe that's all of our dreams. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, uh... It's very funny, and I feel kind of bad because sometimes, like, so for anyone that isn't aware, Potterless, the podcast, is me documenting my journey going through the Harry Potter series for the very first time. So it was just a couple chapters at a time, um, and I would switch out the guests and have different people on, um, all big fans of the series, and I would just try to pre like I try to predict what happens next or point out things that don't make sense or make fun of things or just love how perfect McGonagall is, stuff like that. Um, a very lighthearted, adult, rose-tinted glasses-free look on the series. Yeah. I've just recently finished the books, and now I'm doing like the movies and the spinoff stuff and Saw Cursed Child, all that kind of stuff like that. Um, but it's funny because in, in the Facebook group at one point for Potteros, someone was like, isn't it kind of strange that all of us have loved Harry Potter forever and we wish our job could be Harry Potter and Mike's whole thing is that he's only <laughs> cared about it for the past like two years and now it's his job. <laughs> like, oh, sorry. You made the big mistake of reading the books as ch children. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. Sometimes I feel because like I, they've all read the books like way more than I have. And so, like, we'll have listeners, and they know all these things. I'm like, yeah, you probably could do a podcast. I'm like, you might be better than me, but here we are. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't and, know much. And that's, and that's like, not to to put anyone down, but like, sometimes no. I make mistakes on the podcast, and yeah. sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe there's so many mistakes. And it's like, look, at the end of the day, this is an entertainment podcast first and a mm -hmm. Harry Potter podcast second. Like, yeah. the sh the show did not do well because I get facts correct. Right, the yeah. show is did well because. It's entertaining. So if you have to sacrifice a little bit of, oh, I said Harry was 13 instead of 14 in Goblet of Fire. Uh, I think, oh, oh how dare That's, I? Like, I mean, yeah. get Sometimes you got to make sacrifices. For... 
<laughs> for something to be fun to listen to. But yeah, so that's the show. It's been super fun. And now I'm just uh, excited to be in the spoiler free world. And, and that's yeah. how this came about is I just reached out because now that I'm spoiler free, I can talk about Harry Potter and not be at risk of learning things or put people on the spot because it was always so stressful when for everyone else, like when I would be on panels or podcasts or live shows with other people because they didn't want to be the person to make to spoil something for me so right. it's less stressful for me and for them and now i'm trying to be on other people's shows to get to talk to more people about harry potter yeah, yeah. i mean uh, honestly i think like the most impressive thing to me about you is that you were spoiler free for so long God, like, I, I, I know can't that, believe like, that you avoided them my for mind. so long <laughs> the thing is that i knew like the the cliche ones that had become memes like mm, yeah. I, going into it, I knew Snape kills Dumbledore and uh, and that Snape ends up being good and always and stuff like that. So I knew like the giant ones that are inescapable, yeah. mm-hmm. but like things like Fred dying or Harry mm-hmm. being a horcrux never got spoiled for me. Right. And the big thing was, oh, is I, your I, I, tweets I, when I, you I, found out about <laughs> Harry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I couldn't have predicted that coming anywhere. Like that wasn't even out of left field. Like that was out of the hockey rink down the street. Like it was so wild to me. Um, But like, thankfully, I mean, that's a testament to how great the Harry Potter community is. And I think that's what made Potterless have success is if you listen to the early episodes of Potterless, I am so sassy, like arguably too sassy because I thought the whole series would be just me dunking on the books and making fun of them. Um, (laughs) And it's like everyone had the patience for me to eventually love the series. And I think that's what makes listening to the show fun because like as i get towards the end of book three you go and see me go from this like curmudgeon type oh these books are overrated to, to like wait these books are amazing and i'm heavily invested in everybody <laughs> uh, so i think that's that uh, like similarly people knew that the show would be better um if i didn't know stuff because when i get stuff wrong like thinking ludo bagman was the bad guy in the fourth book it's hilarious right. so people were really nice about it and then i had a great team of like personal so like my, uh, my sister I mentioned she like she would make sure I was spoiler free Kelly my fiance she would make sure I was spoiler free she was always checking like DMs and stuff from the social media and all of that and then people sometimes would like text me like I met other Harry Potter podcast hosts and they would text me and say something like hey don't check your Twitter timeline <laughs> like someone we tweeted and it's got a book step spoiler blah 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 so oh, that's uh, awesome. I, I, it wasn't just me I had a a nice support staff of people making sure I didn't get spoiled. That's awesome. That is so great. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. And then it even ran after when I did finish the books and I posted about it, I was ahead of where the episodes came out. So sometimes on the Facebook group, people would post stuff that I already knew and and people in the comments would be like, he hasn't gotten there yet. (laughs) (laughs) They were like so protective of you. I love that. Ah, I mean, I'm I'm really appreciative of it it too because like it made my experience better, which then made the podcast better. Yeah. Well, think about it. Like, Potter is a sacred thing to all of us. So if we knew somebody who was doing that, we'd be like, don't you dare even right. come close to ruining <laughs> this for them because we all want to see it with fresh eyes. So, Like, totally. I literally had, like, barely anybody around me that I was talking about the books with when they were coming out. So nothing got spoiled for me. But just, like, just I... thinking about if something would have gotten spoiled, it would have broken my heart. I was right. so, like, <laughs> clearly I'm invested. I'm a host oh, on a Potter well... podcast. But, like, I... <clears throat> probably would have cried <laughs> for yeah and you would have been well within your rights to do so that's right i mean i spoiled it for myself when i got the last book i read the last the epilogue before i read the actual book while my friends were waiting in line to get deathly hollows like at midnight she's so. the worst yep mike it's fine uh, that, i needed to know <laughs> that just seems like a incorrect decision <laughs> 
Well, we, the reason I do it with you. is like, I don't, I get really, I can get really into, um, I feel like this is such a Ravenclaw thing to say, but I can get really into like books I'm reading. So to, in order to calm myself down, I read the end. Okay. So then I could be like, okay, yeah, sure. you know, it's going to end up well. Like, and I couldn't do that. I read Gone Girl oh, on an iPad totally and I wanted to throw it out a window. Oh, that book's I was so like, good. I need to know what happens. What's happening? Never That's not it. how the book oh, works. It, it was a good book, and the movie was pretty spot on. Yeah, it was it one was, of the closest representations from book really to good. movie. Okay, I haven't book. seen it yet, though. Is it a Tiffany it kind of book? Hmm? I don't think it is. Mm, it's not. It's yeah. like anxiety. I was like, very anxious reading it. It's an anxious read. Yeah, it's stressful, and for me, I love plot twists, and I love not knowing what's happening next. And that's like plot twist and not knowing what's happening next. The book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's full, It's chock full of them. Same. Yeah, I agree. It's okay. it, I mean, it's good, but yeah, I don't know. Okay. If it would be for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. So before we dive in, we got to know what's your Hogwarts house. Right. My Hogwarts house is Gryffindor. That I'm is the most right. Gryffindor that, that you right. can be. Um, I thought, I, 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 and it's been Gryffindor every single time I've taken the quiz. Like, I signed up for Pottermore the day it came out, even when I wasn't invested in Harry Potter, because <laughs> I was doing YouTube at the time, and being, like, in on social media was big. So I was like, if this becomes social media, I also want to be in on this. Um, <laughs> and the, the old quiz had a thing where, like, it would ask you a question, and then it would narrow you down to two houses, and then you'd have a follow-up, and that would choose, like, what the answer was. So there was one where it was like... Um, if 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 you if someone was in need and you needed to help them, would you save them or not? And then I said, yes, of course. And then the follow-up question uh, was, if you save them, would you want people to know about it? And that's when I learned, oh, I'm not a Hufflepuff. I'm a Gryffindor because, yeah, I want people to know. <laughs> Who can on. I tell first? <laughs> yeah, so. I'm so brave. I'm so great. <laughs> I am uh, the Gryffindor on the pod, so Gryffindor's Heroes Roar. Yay, nice. Oh good, gosh. good, good. Is everyone a different house on the pod? Yes. We are. We're oh my goodness. We represent all four of them, actually. Oh, look. So Gryffindor's in first place on this episode. Classic Gryffindor. <laughs> Always winning. <laughs> Ten points. You guys should try it sometime. <laughs> That's all right. I don't need to win because I know I'm smarter than everyone else here. So. Try not to be a loser. <laughs> I have all the I'll snacks, so I win. I'll figure out a way to win. Um, what house is your fiancé in? Oh, yeah. Uh, Kelly is a Hufflepuff, and she is, like, much much like I'm the most Gryffindor you can be, she is the most Hufflepuff that you can be, <laughs> so it, it works out well. I think it's a nice uh, it's a nice pairing of the two. That's awesome. Good. Awesome. Do you, by chance, know your wand? Yeah, so I, I just tried to go into Pottermore to look it up, and... Um, <laughs> I tried to go to Pottermore to look it up. It has saved because they did the whole like wizarding passport yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, Apparently, yeah. it remembers that it remembers that my Patronus is a fox. It doesn't Ooh. remember what house I'm in or what wand I'm in or my Ilvermorny house, which I do know. Um, so I'm trying to go back because I made it a bonus episode. Um, oh, okay, wand quiz. Boom. Uh, have you really not? Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> I I I should. Uh, darn it. Um, it's okay if you don't know. No, I know. So I know it's a unicorn core, and I know that it is pliant flexibility. Okay. And then the length, I think it's like eleven and three quarters. Okay. Okay. Um, oh wait, I'll use that worthless wizard unite <laughs> wizards unite app. Oh, and there then, you go. Uh, oh, Sarah, do you still? Play yeah, that? wasn't that fun for like six hours, and then everyone? <laughs> I mean, I don't. Talks? I'm pretty sure my sister-in-law still like actively plays it i don't i wouldn't say actively but like not you i'm oh. sorry my other one you have another sister oh bridget 
Oh. <laughs> Forgot about her Your for a second. Sarah, like, Sarah's my sister in law, <laughs> but she also has a sister who is also my sister in law. So yes, I have two. <laughs> um, oh I'm getting distracted. Sorry. Um, Goodness. I mean, gracious. I don't really like. It's one of those things. Like I'm in a phase right now. I do this with games on my phone where I don't. I'm not a game player, so I'll go through phases where I'll like look at one every day because you get like extra things yeah. in most games just to get it. I am on mm-hmm. level 16. I'm sure there's people that are at level like 100 by now. Because I never did the whole Pokemon Go thing because I don't know Pokemon Go. Oh, oh I gosh. Was Pokemon Go was so Pokemon, Pokemon Go was epic. Yeah. I do not play um, anymore. But Okay, so I'm looking right I'm looking right now on my, on my uh, Wizard Unite account, um, and it says that I am a, I'm a dogwood wand with unicorn hair, plant flexibility, and 14 and a half oh, inches. Oh, hello. Which... Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been told this is a family-friendly podcast, so I will not say anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. They want to hands. <laughs> Our Discord, luckily, they know us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my wand. Apparently, Pottermore couldn't remember that for some reason. That's so weird. That is super weird. What's your Ilvermorny house, though? Uh, Thunder... Thunderbird, the cool sounding one. Yeah, that's cool. mine. I think I've re-embraced that I'm Thunderbird. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. I know absolutely nothing about any of the houses. All I know is that Does apparently Aquamarine. I don't know. I'm, I'll do a, an episode of Potter Else about it eventually, but I've been avoiding it uh, a lot because people are like, "Yeah, J.K. Rowling just forgets Native Americans exist," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that sounds like par for the course, and also bad." Right. Yeah. Right. I don't we know. talked about it a little bit on I, an episode. But. I feel like she's like that was like laying groundwork for something. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, something's gonna happen. A spinoff but... series that nobody wants. Yeah. <laughs> Give I'm... me the Teddy Lupin story, or I will riot. Thank yeah. you. That'd be grand. It's probably colorful. Look, he wasn't in Cursed Child, and they t- they had everything else from the epilogue in there, so yeah. it feels Hugo incredibly intentional. He's like like they ignore Hugo. Like he wait, yeah. Oh. Ask. Yeah, I will not right. stand for this Hugo he's, erasure. I think he's literally <laughs> mentioned once. Yeah. yeah. If anything. There's there's a lot. There's a lot. But uh, that's not what this episode is about. No. Though <laughs> <laughs> so we will touch on Cursed Child. We will touch on Cursed Child. So it's what everybody's really been waiting for, right? Since I had my Tiffany epiphany. Um, oh. You're all welcome for that. <laughs> um, the question or my statement, rather, <laughs> you're a seer, Harry. So we are talking today about, is Harry Potter a seer? You're a seer, Harry. No, I don't think so. <sighs> That's Sarah, don't lie. Big no. Because, fear. like, if he had glasses, he oh can't my. see. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God. Like, let me take my ah. glasses off. I can't see, so how am I a seer? You're welcome. No. 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 I'm a what? <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. So let's dive into what a seer is. So a seer is a gifted wizard or witch who has the ability to see into the future with their inner eye. Use your inner eye to see the future. Seers predict prophecies, which are then recorded and stored in the Hall of Prophecy in the Ministry of Magic, Department of Mysteries. Does that we all exist know this. Anymore? I mean, like it got destroyed, right? It exists. <laughs> so according to McGonagall, true seers are extremely rare. And she also doubts whether Sybil Trelawney can be considered as one. 
despite her sporadically accurate predictions. Um, Dumbledore once told Harry that seeing into the future is incredibly difficult because of the complexity of every single action and its consequence, right? So, but we're not really talking about seeing into the future per se not specifically so um we are going to touch on seeing into the future but we're also going to talk about seeing the present because much what he does you know like most of the things that we've for no pun intended the things that we've seen that he's seen (laughs) are pretty much either presently happening or like about super soon into the future you know what i mean it's not like a year ahead five years ahead he's seeing like tomorrow maybe he's just like a beginner seer you know he's a short-term seer Ooh, (laughs) 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 that's a good being nearsighted or farsighted correct yeah so um i've pulled from a couple different websites so pulled from the lexicon uh, about harry potter's dreams Pulled from Stack Exchange. Um, I, I we... love Stack Exchange. Right? Know, right? Good conversations that go on on that website. And then pulled from Pottermore. So we're just kind of going to bounce around all over the place. But I thought like we should probably start with the main theory example that made the light bulb go off in my head. Um, and I did look online, I looked up, is Harry Potter a seer? And there are a couple people that have asked the question throughout the years of Potter. Um, but everybody on the internet's always like, no. And I'm like, but yes, let's get into this. <laughs> and you're like, yes. And I'm like, yes, Queen. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about the main thing that, that led me to this theory. So f- the Frank Bryce dream. So as we know... In Goblet, um, chapter one, right? We're talking about the Riddle House. And we meet Frank Bryce. Pour one out. And um, Harry has this dream. So it says, quote, Harry tried to recall what I had been dreaming about before he had awoken. It had seemed so real that there had been two people he knew, one, and he he knew one. I'm sorry. Two people he knew. Two people he he knew. (laughs) I've podcasted before. And one he didn't. So he concentrated hard, frowning, trying to remember. The dim picture of a darkened room came to him. There had been a snake on the hearth rug, a small man called Peter, nicknamed Wormtail, and a cold, high voice, the voice of Lord Voldemort. Harry felt as though an ice cube had slipped down into his stomach at the very thought. He closed his eyes tightly and tried to remember what Voldemort had looked like, but it was impossible. All Harry knew was that at that moment, when Voldemort's chair had swung around and he, Harry, had seen... What was sitting in it, he had felt a spasm of horror which had awoken him. Or had that been the pain in his scar? So, the point as we're talking about this dream, right, is because Harry saw the room as if he was a fly on the wall. A lot of people want to talk about the Horcrux connection. He didn't see what was happening through Voldemort's point of view. He didn't see what was happening through Nagini's point of view, which which had hap- which like happens happens later, later in five. Right. So how is this happening? You know, how well, is before he? Before we get into 
Before we get into how this is happening, sure. one thing that I want to know how it happens, how does Voldemort, like, turn the chair around? Because unless <laughs> Frank has, like, an office chair an in his living room, like, what? Why? He The only chair that swivels around is, like, a rolly office chair. Listen, are you ready? Are you ready? So he's got one of those turny chairs, but he uses one of those claws that people grab stuff off oh the shelf. Grabber, <laughs> he just like pushes mm. himself off the edge of that I always thought this would be a great point if if they wanted to make like a comedic version of this scene. It could be oh something where it's like, Wormtail, turn me around. And then they have to like, dry, like yeah. scoot the chair and he has to do a thing where you push from one end and then go to the other side and pull from the other and just do that like back and forth for five seconds. And then he's like, ah, Frank, hello. <laughs> Doesn't it opportunity. remind you, though, of like from Inspector Gadget, Dr. Claw? 100% the claw. A thousand percent. Let's go. Let's go. So I have two things to say. My first thing I want to say yeah. is, well, before he turns around, if he actually saw through Voldemort's eyes, what are you looking at? Probably something dumb and boring. My other answer <laughs> is the re- how he turns around. Simple. It's magic. Mm-hmm. That's always the answer, right? <laughs> Can't explain it. That's right? how J.K. That. Rowling wrote it. <laughs> that's what my dad would say. That's how they wrote it in the script. That's why it happened. <laughs> no, that's not a good enough answer. I do think that could be the answer to this. Is like, oh, why isn't it through Voldemort's or uh, or Nagini's eyes? It's like, well, well, how come in the fourth book, Harry's mom and dad came out in the wrong order? J.K. messes up sometimes. Truth. Mm. Oh, true. Maybe they fought over who would come out of that first, though. Yeah, and Lily <laughs> was right. like, "I want to see him first. He probably away. was like, "Excuse me, ladies first." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lily is feisty. She does what she wants, you know. Yes, she's a redhead. So is that one. What are you trying to say about redheads? That they're feisty. You're not a natural redhead. doesn't count. How do you know I'm not a natural redhead? I'm not sure anybody knows what her hair color is. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, this is what I'm wondering. Like, that, how? how? That scene was the scene where you initially, like, said... Is Harry a seer? And like all of us doubted you. We were like, oh my God, stop it. No, he's not. But I will say, and then what solidified is like all this stuff when we went to see Cursed Child. So watching Cursed Child, I was not a fan of it until I saw it. And then I saw it and I was um, changed. I was changed. (laughs) But like all of those examples, that solidified if he might not be like 100%, I see everything, you know. Maybe he only sees when well, his glasses are off. You know what I mean? Because he's usually sleeping, and unless he's one of those oh. weird people that sleeps with his glasses on. So we're oh. pretending that Cursed Child is canon. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I love that you do the Well, cool I'll just do, I'll sip some tea. <laughs> I mean, I won't like the, it's bad. Right. Like it's not oh. good. Have you seen it though? I yeah, will I think yes. Oh, you didn't like the, it after you, you're the first person I yeah, talked to are. that doesn't like it after seeing. Oh, it. I just love paying twice as much as I'm supposed to for a play, and I really <laughs> love people doing pirouettes in between scenes because oh. that's what I know and love about Harry. I Potter. will say, I mean, like every, I everything like that. that is. <laughs> Every, everything that isn't the plot is great but unfortunately plot is like kind of important like so much you like talk about a basketball player and then you'd be like well you know he's not good at, at dribbling but he's good at everything else it's like well you have to dribble the whole time you play basketball so like i'm I, ugh, not great i mean i'm just saying clay thompson only dribbles the ball like two times every time he plays so yes but that's because he has steph curry on his team and he's so good at dribbling <laughs> 
We can't. We would talk about this all night. So we can't talk about Steph Curry. What? No. Yeah, I will. Mm. LeBron James is hotter. We've already had this conversation. What's happening? Okay. I don't want to talk about the NBA. It's about to start up again, though. But okay, Ew. Harry Potter. All right. Whoa. Um. So yeah, I just think that it's super interesting, though, that like these visions, some of them do happen from Voldy's perspective or Nagini's perspective, but it's those it's those handful of ones that are just like random that mm-hmm. like have us really take a step back and be like, this is interesting. So and we also have to think about like Trelawney is a true seer. She's not a consistent seer. And she doesn't even really know that she's a true seer. I'm convinced that she has no clue. Well, because she's never like aware. She when makes her up. She makes up everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, she yeah. would if she if she knew what she was doing. If she knew that she did those things, um, I don't think she would feel the need to make up all the other garbage that goes into her class. But Agreed. so so there's not one way to be a seer. Yeah, I think that the the comparison between Harry and Trelawney makes the most sense versus some other type of scene where you're like you can actually predict the future like that's so Raven. Mm-hmm. But like <laughs> I, th- I think I think the thing with with Harry and Trelawney is that for neither of them it's never intentional. Yeah. And yeah. I think for Trelawney it's like she gets possessed and blacks out and doesn't even know what's happening. Right. For Harry it seems at least the the times like this it always seems to be dreams mm-hmm. and then he always wakes up not knowing if what he saw was real or fake. Because even if you're going by the cursed child stuff, like some of it, like some of the dreams weren't actual real things, but then it's all in flux because of the time travel and all that. But Mm -hmm. like, regardless, I think Harry, like Harry's hindrance is that he never knows if these things are real or not. And then Trelawney just like, doesn't even recall that they're happening. So I think that they could be, I don't know if there is some Harry Potter term for it, but like, they're both like, seers but not on purpose but then also not like can't channel the power Mm -hmm. so like they might have some sort of like inherent ability but they can't access it properly yeah yeah and i think that um some of harry's dreams he doesn't remember either but we can only talk about them because obviously joe writes them for us to read yeah so we remember them but then she'll like write like harry didn't remember yeah he like wakes up and yeah Mm -hmm. whatever which is, I mean, the exact same thing that happens with Trelawney. Yeah, which and, again makes me think: look at that connection there. Like, well, and Snape pulls out. You don't out, have to be aware. Yeah, in the Occlumency lessons, that mm-hmm. Harry has these mm-hmm. things when his mind is it's most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So when he's asleep, you know. Right. Um, but let's talk about Trelawney a little bit more. So, she teaches divination, right? And we know that she got the job because during her interview, um, at the Hogshead, she had the vision and made the prophecy that Snape overheard. Jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike, are you a Snape fan? <laughs> oh yeah. Let's... Ha! <laughs> 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 All uh. right. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, you're in good company, so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that guy stinking sucks. <laughs> awful. We'll just bleep so it because that's staying it. Yeah. No, yeah. We, we're gonna put a little. Uh, yeah, we'll bling. put a note. We're good. <laughs> I apologize, children, but it's... don't grow up to be like Snape. Uh, just because someone doesn't like you back doesn't mean you get to be a jerk to their children and their children's friends. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but truthfully, let's just be good humans, okay? Right, so. Be kind. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> so we know that uh, Harry that doesn't great. really take Trelawney seriously. Um, Which he shouldn't, because she's a sham. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's like 98% a sham. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, but there is a chapter called The Dream in which Harry falls asleep and he finds himself, quote, riding on the back of an eagle owl soaring through the clear blue sky toward an old ivy-covered house set on a on a hill, high on a hillside. Um, inside the house, Harry comes upon Voldemort, his snake Nagini, and his bumbling servant Wormtail. He watches as Voldemort tortures Wormtail and promises Nag- that promises Nagini that he will be, soon be feeding on Harry Potter. And Harry's scar burns on his forehead, and Harry awakens to the whole class staring at him and Professor Trelawney breathlessly asking to hear what he had just dreamed about. Is this in Goblet? yeah yes. we talked about this okay. so that is something that could also be the present that could actually be that could happening have been happening yes yeah. Right. yeah um so harry basically brushes her off and is like back up and <laughs> runs to madumly and this time harry has no doubt that his dream contains meaningful information um to tell the anti-voldemort forces basically so Dumbledore accepts his dream as real and significant, and he explains that the failed killing curse that the Dark Lord tried seems to have created, like, a connection between them. Um, So Harry asks, so do you think that the dream, did it really happen? And it is possible, said Dumbledore. I would say probable. And we know my man is correct. So this one, is he, he's a fly on the wall again, right? It doesn't say the It doesn't view. really tell us. Yeah. It's not a Miley Cyrus song. What? Fly on the wall? Yeah. That's a lyric. Fly on the wall. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Sing something, it. something, something, something. Fly on the wall. <laughs> the, only rem- the only part of Clay Aiken's Invisible that I remember. Oh! <laughs> That's a name I haven't heard in a minute. Oh. What's he doing with his life? Uh, not much. I don't know. <laughs> Probably, you know. I, I know. Wait, I think he has a kid. Good for him. Yeah. So, are you more of a hard no right now, Mike, on the seer thing, or are you coming around? Uh, I like. I, I. I. I can see it. I just. Can think you see it? it? I can. <laughs> I, think the, I think it depends on how you define seeing because the the thing that i'm bringing to the table is a different type of seeing and at Mm -hmm. least before Mm -hmm. before having this discussion my my understanding was always that it's like seeing the future so Mm -hmm. to talk about it as seeing the present i think that makes me less of a hard no if that's how you're qualifying it Mm. but i think regard regardless of the sight not being directly from voldemort's eyes versus seeing what happens it's hard to tell if Harry is actually a seer, or if you can just tell what Voldemort's doing, because we never see Harry see anything that is not Voldemort-related. So it's not like we see Harry seeing the future or the present of something else from somebody other than Voldemort. It's always Voldemort. So it's hard to tell if he's a seer or if he just has this connection with uh, Voldy. What if he just has, like, a heroic seer ability? So it's only channeling itself because, like, (laughs) you are the hero. You are the hero, zero to hero, zero oh time, dun. man. He's Link. Um, true. Yep. Now I'm like going through my notes and I'm like, is there anything in here? That I know. Can, Once you said thing? that, I was like, ooh. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. There's like Quidditch stuff in there. No. He never, never like seeing anything else. I mean, like it's, 
I don't know, in book three, he didn't see that Sirius was trying to break in to find him in the common room or something like that. So I just don't know that there's anything that is not Voldemort related. There is some Quidditch stuff. Mm. But is like, it, I hear like you. A, a I hear you love kid. Quidditch, Mike. I hear you love it's my, it so yeah, much. Yeah, it's so good. It's so <laughs> good and not... And now Portland will be like, hey, guys, it's okay because the scoring system is meant to reflect the human condition. So, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> it's a you're quote so from J.K. Right. Rowling's Twitter account. So. so a couple other dreams that Harry had. There was one in Sorcerer's Stone. Harry made the mistake of telling Mr. Dursley about a dream he'd had about a flying motorcycle. So this is kind of just like him remembering the past but like it was so long ago when he was little like there's no way he should have actually remembered that. do you think that's like a wizard thing maybe well that's, well it's, it's at least a hairy thing because that happens yeah. like with remembering the way his parents died and stuff and i was doing an, an episode of paros uh and someone brought up uh the one of my guests charlotte brought up the possibility that like maybe because harry has the part of voldemort's soul in him that his mm-hmm. memories are like a little oh, bit better okay. because he's ne- he was never like just a baby. Um, oh. so, Would you like, say he's they- an old soul? <laughs> yeah. So like that could be that could be like an explanation is that like that memory that Harry's seeing is not actually his memory because the other thing from the uh, anytime he sees those it's always from Voldemort's perspective. So the reason yeah. that he can see that is maybe because of his soul being not just him. Yeah, I, I like think for that. these for these I can relate it. I think to the Horcrux. But, yeah, um, I've another never one thought though. about that though. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, a yeah. Cool, it's a cool yeah. thought. Yeah, I like that. Um, also, when he was younger, though, he dreamed multiple times of an unknown relation coming to take him away. Um, but that could have also just been him being in a really crappy situation wanting to get taken away from it you know yeah um but at the at the time he obviously had no idea that that would come true but it wouldn't be an unknown relation per se just basically a relation but a cool guy basically the most. <laughs> um <laughs> so uh, i really had i'm like what are you talking about what relation comes and gets him because uh, it goes back to the characters <laughs> so i'm like really he's getting taken away but he also is being like yeah, I have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, uh, Mike, we're going to talk about your favorite thing ever. Mm-hmm. It's easy Some... enough to understand. It's Snape. No, I'm just kidding. Some dreams <laughs> from Cursed Child. Cool, 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 cool. So I think that, like, the the thing that I really like about using Cursed Child to solidify this theory is the fact that at this moment in time harry is no longer a horcrux Mm -hmm. so a lot of the other dreams that we talk about or things we talk about like a lot of people can relate that to well he has a piece of Voldemort's soul inside him so that's why he's seeing these things but when it comes to the dreams and cursed child that's no longer there but he's still having them so there is still some weird connection whether because like even with cursed child all the dreams do pertain to voldemort so again it could just be this like connection with voldemort but at the same time he still does not have a piece of him you know what i'm saying yep i got you so first one comes from act one scene eight part one 
And this is, he's having a dream about the hut on the rock. So basically he's like reliving what happened when Hagrid came to um, tell him that he was a wizard. Um, But then towards the end, so it says, Hagrid says, Harry, you're a seer. You changed everything. You're the most famous wizard in the whole world. And then right from the back of the room, whispering around everyone, words said with an unmistakable voice, the voice of Voldemort, Harry Potter. And that's when he woke up suddenly. He was breathing deeply and he waits a moment, calming himself and then feels intense pain in his forehead again in his scar. Um, so Ginny wakes up and talks to him about it. And Harry says the Dursleys, well, it started there. Then it became something else. Um, Harry says, no, I'll be fine. Go back to sleep to Ginny. Um, so that is the first dream that he has. The next one is still in part one, act one, scene 12. Um, Actually, this isn't a dream. This is just them talking at the Ministry of Magic. It's him and Hermione. And he's basically, like, telling her what's been going on. That, um, you know, she's telling everybody, like, we're going to investigate this. Um, Like, fine and gravest of all, this hasn't been the case since Voldemort. Harry's scar is hurting again. Um, And then Draco says, Voldemort is dead. Voldemort is gone. And Hermione says, yes, Draco, Voldemort is dead, but these things all lead us to think that there's a possibility that Voldemort or some trace of Voldemort might be back. So again, they're still like relating all of this stuff to Voldy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the next dream is act two, scene one at Privet Drive, the cupboard under the stairs. This is the one, this one made me so sad in Cursed Child. It's whenever Harry is young and he wakes up and he had wet himself right and aunt petunia like yes dude that one so like mean to him i hate her <laughs> she's the worst i'm gonna say it <laughs> i um, really just cannot stand her she is so awful yeah she calls him an animal just thinking about like thinking about alana and thinking about harry and thinking about how i have to be with her because she's 15 months old and thinking about how Petunia was probably with Harry when he was that little. Yeah. Like, it's a shock Harry turned out the way he did. Yeah. She was true. probably horrible to him. Um, so, Ugh. after Petunia yells at Harry, she exits with a bang, and young Harry is left holding the sheets. And the stage contorts, and trees rise as the dream twists into something else entirely. Suddenly, Albus appears and stands looking at young Harry. And then right from the back of the room, parcel tongue whispers around everyone. He's coming. He's coming. Words said in an unmistakable voice. Again, the voice of Voldemort, Harry Potter. So um, I don't think that that scene actually happened because it's just like a vision that Harry's mind created. And then it turned into this other thing with Albus because Harry does mention when talking to Ginny, Um, that like these dreams seem to be kind of different because they're showing him some pieces of his past, but then also like creating, creating memories that didn't happen, Mm -hmm. but then are like using them to voice something with Voldemort. But like, it's not really like voicing anything except he's coming. And then Voldemort says Harry's name. Right. Um, she's got so many bookmarks. I do have so many bookmarks. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Oh, and that's that's when um, after that 
Harry and J- Harry wakes up again and he's talking to Ginny and Harry says, I was dreaming. I was under the stairs and then I heard him Voldemort so clearly. And Ginny says, Voldemort. And Harry says, and then I saw Albus in red. He was wearing Durmstrang robes. I think I know where he is. And that's whenever they like discover where he's at yep. and they go and get him. See, nothing would ever have been resolved if Harry didn't see these things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. at that moment in time, he was seeing the present again because he was seeing Albus in the woods, which is where he was in the clothes that he was in. Yeah. And that has nothing to do. I mean, I guess Delphi was close to him. So that obviously is the connection there. But again, like, but Harry's not, not supposed to have that connection anymore because Correct. that piece of Voldemort's soul is dead. So it's just weird. And that's what these scenes are really what sparked all four of us to like go. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think that theory is pretty legit. Well, doesn't he say later on when all of the parents are together? It's um, like Ron, I think. Harry's there, Hermione, and I know Draco's there, and he's like said something to Draco. Like, you shouldn't something about like you know how my dreams are, and it makes it seem like why would he though? But I just when he said that, I was like, see, see, because I looked probably, at you when that happened, Tiffany, when we were sitting there. He probably mm-hmm. says that to Draco because Draco was on the other side of this when it was going on before, and Voldemort may have. I mean, he Malfoy knew that he would like faint and dream all right. the time. I mean, you know, because yeah, he, he would make fun of him Rita for it. <laughs> yeah. He's a oh, jerk. <laughs> but I actually like Draco in uh, Cursed Child, so. That's um, great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine in Cursed Child. I just hate that he, like, lost all of his growth. Like, yeah. I think that was a big problem with Cursed Child is that all, so many of the characters just got reduced. Like, Ginny got reduced to movie Ginny where she's just nothing. She's not funny in her or anything. Fire and with man, Draco, yeah. at least at the end of... But like towards the end of six and through book seven, you at least get this Draco that is not necessarily 100% okay with all the stuff that his family and the Death Eaters are doing. And then when you go to Cursed Child, he's back to being like, oh, I'm grumpy and I, <laughs> I'm, I'm just anti-Harry in this play. Like they just, they just boil him down to like the most simplest form. And that made me really upset that yeah. any sort of progress that he was making. Because like I would like to believe that given the way he... Draco acted at the end of seven. They like he actually became a good dude, right. and then in books yeah. in Cursed Child, he's just like back to where he was. Like if you have the audacity to like lie back and forth about being like during the active war about which side you're on, and then you have the audacity to sit in the Great Hall with the side that <laughs> was good because they were winning, like. You better be all about Harry Potter. You better be holding up signs. <laughs> Harry Potter for life. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, they let Vote for Harry. They, they essentially let the Malfoys live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're very lucky that someone didn't go, Avada. We talked about this before, yeah, but, but like, like the good that's side would never just I sit in the Great I, Hall after no, all and that. And I don't want to, like, sugarcoat anything they did. And I don't think that. I mean, Draco probably has less views of that stuff than his parents did, but, like, Lucius for sure was like a hundred percent gung ho in my opinion, and then his wife was more so than I think some people give her credit for. Was very much like, I think you once know, Voldemort pro... took uh, Lucius's wand, he was probably like, mm, maybe I don't want to be a Death Eater anymore. But I still think he believes that like oh, the yeah, Muggleborns are below him on all that stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but like the fact that she would lie. Really, she didn't do it for Harry at all. She no. did it to save her own son. Correct. But I think she did it a little, little bit. Get back at you. Yeah. Just saying. 
Chris Child, right? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't written by J.K., so it's very hard to like to do the thing where you you're trying to like read between the lines of stuff because yeah. you like at least for me my my thought is like if jk had written everything and not just overseen it or approved it or whatever she did uh, you wonder if like she would clear up little intricacy things like would she have written the dreams in a way where stuff that didn't happen like took place in the dreams because from every dream we see from harry's perspective in the books it's all stuff that actually happened whereas he doesn't he's never had a dream of something that wasn't real so i don't know it's it's hard to kind of like do deep dives into cursed child because jk didn't have her her hands on every single part of it so it feels tricky i wonder if it has anything to do with like so we've been talking about how pre voldemort really dying in the seventh book like that obviously he's a huge part of harry because he's he has a horcrux in him and all that stuff but like i wonder if the visions are different because now it's involving like kids and so it's involving Voldemort's child and his child and I wonder if that Mm. affects how he's seeing things because he's getting it essentially Voldemort because obviously like that is his child like in a different way I wonder if that's how why Why it's different different because like Delphi isn't a part of Voldemort's soul she's just a part of Voldemort Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying Mm mm-hmm She's an interesting character, but um, there is another. There is another scene where he has a dream about Godric's Hollow, and this is one where he does specifically say that like it didn't happen in real life. But it's like I wish that it would have because it's a good scene if it had really happened. But like where Aunt Petunia takes him to the graveyard, um, and she like tells him to hurry, and then tries to explain to him that like Lily had no friends, but then Harry's like. Well, why are all these flowers on mm-hmm. their grave? You know, like, what, is, what does that mean? And then um, at the end, at the end of that, it, Voldemort says, I smell guilt. There is a stench of guilt upon the air. Um, and Voldemort's hand rises into the air above the potter's gravestone. The rest of him rises after. We don't see his face, but his body provides a jagged, horrific shape. Um, do you still see with my eyes, Harry Potter? This is Voldemort. Young Harry exits disturbed as Albus bursts from within Voldemort's cloak. He reaches out a desperate hand towards his dad. There are some words spoken in parcel tongue. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming, and then a scream. And then right from the back of the room, whispering around everyone, words said with an unmistakable voice. Again, the voice of Voldemort, Harry Potter. So, <laughs> another bookmark. I love your um, boss. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's whenever he, after that is when he's talking to Ginny and says again um, I was never in Godric's Hollow with Petunia this doesn't Harry you're really scaring me Ginny says Harry goes he's still here Ginny Ginny who's still here Harry Voldemort I saw Voldemort and Albus um, and he Voldemort said I smell guilt there's stench of guilt upon the air he was talking to me he says that in four when he comes back Oh, he does say that I smell guilt because yes. he says that to the Death Eaters, yes. right? How can he smell something with no nose? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> oh. we're not even get into that. He has <laughs> slits for a nose, just no nose okay, shape. So he has slits for a nose, but you're still on the whole. He has absolutely no lips. Lip- he, it what says lipless. Says. Okay, but he doesn't have a nose. He he's has. Just, he, I just he's falling apart, man. Maybe, apart. though, because he's like a snake, he smells through his tongue. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does Voldemort have ears? <laughs> I was literally, Mike, I was I wonder just if thinking that. Head, shoulders, knees, and he does. They're very small. Okay. <laughs> why? Then why? Oh, you don't even know. Like, why would you... <sighs> If a nose is just cartilage and ears are just cartilage, why would you have one but not the other? Maybe he values hearing more than he does smell. But if he can still smell through his little slits, why aren't his ears just his little, little slits? slits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Can I talk about something real quick, though? Yeah, no, I'm done. I'm, That's all I got know. from Kershaw. <laughs> um, how we talked about Harry having the dream that he was going to be taken away by somebody. Right? Yes. When he's younger. So it made me think of what I had just listened to not so long ago in Six, because I'm listening to Six right now. Um, and when Dumbledore shows Harry his memory of going to the orphanage, they go, they, they see the memory, they come back, and Harry says, um, he believed it much quicker than I did. I mean, when you told him he was a wizard, said Harry, I didn't believe Hagrid at first when he told me. Yes, Riddle was perfectly ready to believe that he was, to use his word, special, said Dumbledore. I wonder, this could be a Horcrux connection kind of thing, um, with, like, both of them wanting to, or believing that they were different. Like, is that because some kind Harry of a connection they had? he was different, but he didn't want to believe he was a wizard. Is that what you're saying? Like, just that, that this this can't be it. Like, I wonder if that's, like, something that gave them, like, that kind of superiority connection. Because, you know, a lot of their personality traits are the same. Yeah. Just a thought. I like how it's similar. Because they yeah. are very similar in their thoughts and feelings, the way they feel about Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they are similar. A lot of the traits that were transferred via the curse <laughs> but i just thought that was interesting that they like both felt that way it's not using the same words but you can draw your own conclusion from that um before i move on to um katie's part did we want to talk about it all like grindelwald being a seer i feel like that's a whole nother conversation no but like comparing him to like um, trelawney and i don't know someone brought it up in the chat a while ago you do you boo I mean, I so now know. we're going to act like the Fantastic Beasts movies are canon? What are we doing? <laughs> oh, you I, are I mean, they are. It's just, that's another that's another conversation to be had. <laughs> we got in a long conversation about that the last episode we recorded. I was not here, so. I, I watched the, I haven't done like a deep dive into them because I haven't done episodes on it yet. But mm-hmm. before I uh, did a live show at, leaky con in dallas about the fantastic beast spinoff book i was like oh i'll watch the second movie is like maybe i can make some jokes and, and make fun of it because it's supposed to be really bad and it's just the movie is so bad and it's not even bad in a way that you can make fun of it bad it's just confusing yeah and not it's just not there. fun there's nothing fun about it zero things are fun we have we have a lot of qualms with it there's uh like the characters that aren't introduced you don't even know who they are what they're doing you have to like you have to, like, read the screenplay read to understand yeah. some of the things yeah. that are happening. I don't know. I so just kind of found it boring, if I'm being a thousand It's percent also honest. very boring. We're actually talking at LeakyCon coming up in, what? what is it, like, 15 days? Somebody posted today? Oh, you'll today? be there, too. I'll be there. Are yeah. you going yeah. to be in Boston? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, That's there nice. Yeah, there will be a live on Friday, and then they've in, uh, they have told me I will be doing other things, but much like with Dallas, I did not learn until the day before, so we'll see what happens. Oh, got uh, you. 
Gotcha. Yeah, yeah we're gonna we're gonna be there. We have two panels on Sunday. Um, nice. But we're gonna be talking about Caridans, human or beast. So. Mm. Yeah. I um I mean like this is kind of off topic but not really but like I really dig Fantastic Beasts and I think that I'm in the minority of even you like are. sitting at this table let alone like the entire Harry Potter fandom but um, I'm into it I just don't know it as well and I feel like there's a lot of things that I don't know so I can't make decisions yeah. yet. I just feel like we're not supposed to yet. And like, I'm okay with that. And some people aren't okay with it, but I am. You know I, what I mean? I just have problems with not having novels. Right. Well, yeah. yeah but Because I don't feel like we get all of all of our Joe's beautiful connections as much. Yeah. But like, Credence, like, great character. I agree. Like, deep character. I I don't know. I Yeah, I'm, I, I like it. I just I'll I'll decide at the very end, but currently I'm just like meh to kind of both hmm. the first and the second film. You're meh on it. I'm being patient. yeah. I, I just mean, am like bored. With I don't them. I don't get why they're called Fantastic Beasts of Where to Find Them. It is not about beasts. It should have been called Grindelwald Story. No, no, but like I. But have even a the second one wasn't. The first one, it was like Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Not that many beasts. And then the second one, <laughs> Crimes of Grindelwald. Not that many crimes. Like they're all misnomered. Well, someone mm. does die. Well, I think that Many. Fantastic yeah, the, the, Beasts... Cr- the singular crime of Grindelwald. <laughs> I think crime. that Fantastic Beasts is called Fantastic Beasts because it's about Credence and he's a beast. That's my theory, but... Yeah. Well, um, it would still be a lie because it's not... It's plural, and he's a one. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. He might have babies. They might pluralize. That's uh, not a thing. But he might multiply. They might pluralize. They might pluralize. Oh my gosh! Crack I got me. beasts. They're multiplying. I love theorizing <laughs> about it though. But yeah, it's been pretty I just fun. Takes me back to the old days. Would rather have a novel than the movies. You know, just give me the information. That's all I care about. I don't that need the extra can't be stuff. Choosers. I mean, I could she's just not watch it. What, what she's gonna give us? So yeah. I was fine with the books. All right, Katie, it's yellow. Guys, yeah. Harry Potter. Okay. That is <laughs> Harry Potter. We're just not talking about Harry being a seer. No, we're talking about Fantasy Beasts. We're going back to just pop. We're talking about Grindelwald being a seer. <laughs> Wait, no, we didn't even talk about that. We're right. not going to talk about it. Move on. A skull and then looked at stuff. Is right? that really being a seer? Is that just using magical Utilizing skull powder? Utilizing a device. I don't yeah. even remember that part, so let's not talk about it. <laughs> it's, it's like a hookah. Brain. It's like a hookah Don't skull. remember it. <laughs> it's a skookah. All right, so we're going to go back to another example of Harry maybe being a seer. So this is all the way back to Sorcerer's Stone, taking it back. So I'm going to read from the book, and then I'll talk about it. So perhaps Harry had eaten a bit too much, perhaps he, because he had a very strange dream. He was wearing Professor Quirrell's turban, which kept talking to him, telling him he had to transfer to Slytherin at once because mm. it was his destiny. Harry told the turban he did not want to be in Slytherin. It got heavier and heavier. He tried to pull it off, but it tightened painfully, and there was Malfoy laughing at him as he struggled with it. Then Malfoy turned into the hook-nosed teacher, Snape, whose laugh became high and cold. There was a burst of green light, and Harry awoke, sweating and shaking. He rolled over and fell asleep again, and when he woke the next day, he didn't remember the dream at all. Uh, see, there's one of those interesting... It what <laughs> instances where he doesn't remember, but we do. But I have a thought. I remember. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so the connections to Voldemort here are obvious. The turban is speaking to him. Mm-hmm. He was living on the back of Kroll's head. Mm. Um, <laughs> spoiler, yeah, right? Whoa. That dude saw some things. Just saying. 
Um, the cold, the high cold laugh. We know that that's Voldemort. The green flash of light. We know that Harry has remembered that repeatedly because I think that was something very traumatic. He saw his parents die. Really, it was traumatic. A little bit. Um, oh, I didn't think so. This article <laughs> that this is pulled from says that it's interesting that Malfoy and Snape are connected to Voldemort in the dream because yeah. one transforms into the other. They do end up being connected later on with the Unbreakable Vow and all of that. Mm-hmm. And Snape protects oh, yeah. Malfoy. Mm-hmm. And they're all twisted in this plot with Voldemort. Um, so according to this article that this is pulled from... Jeez, Harry. Um, prophecy. <laughs> right? It's too bad that Harry forgets the dream because it accurately reveals his ultimate challenge in this book and throughout the series. So this person claims that that is to defeat the malevolent lineage. Malevolent. You can't say malevolent. Maleficent. (laughs) (laughs) Snow White. To defeat the lineage of characters from Slytherin. Um, I don't know. Is that his whole thing? I think it's just Voldemort. Yeah. Um, Because not all Slytherins are bad. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah, you've got really good ones like Andromeda Tonks and... <laughs> Merlin. He's not in the books. Tell me what page Merlin's on. Uh, well, it's on Merlin's Pottermore, pants, okay. Mike. Merlin's pants. Yeah, Potter- Pottermore also said that uh, that what your, uh, McGonagall is like a different age than she was in the books and from the movie, so that means nothing. <laughs> Pottermore is quite confused. They're like Joe confused. said this back in ninety whatever. And um, well, I'm a Slytherin, and I'm not bad. Well, sure. No. Oh, no. No. I'm just saying. In the books, there's only <laughs> there's only like two good ones. It, but just, like, I'm she's not joking. offended. I'm not offended. No. 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 It's fine. Not. I call her a snake I'm, on the regular. I'm glad because there's a lot of listeners who are like, I can't believe Mike hates Slytherin. It's like I don't. It's just all of the ones in the books are racists. So well, if I wish, slug, like, I think it would have been all right. Slughorn, Slughorn is garbage, racist. and I will defend this till the day I, I Slughorn. If Slughorn would have just, t- like, swallowed his pride and told Dumbledore, oh, hey, I made a big mistake, my guy, and not lied to him when my Dumbledore guy. was like, hey, did you mess up? And he was like, no, uh, let me give I, you this uh, foggy memory. He should have said, right. Like, if he would have done that, Dumbledore could have started the search for Horcruxes years yeah. earlier and saved a bunch of lives. So Slughorn, mm, not maybe good. Even and, but, like, think about the fact that, yeah. like, he's giving him this modified memory. You're literally giving this to Dumbledore, who's not dumb. It's just that self-preservation that Slytherins come with. He just, you know, made a, made a I'll just, I'll just choice. screw it up a little bit. No one will notice. It'll be fine. It is so poorly done. It's like a really badly edited video. Yeah, it's like, you know, when you It's uh, like our first podcast. Something? I'm joking. Uh, That hooks people. God knows why. (laughs) You're funny. Are we? Well, I am. I don't want you fools. I'm funny. Mm. (laughs) I think you're all funny. (laughs) Mike's like, I'm just going to stay out of this conversation. (laughs) You don't want to get into this because we're going to see you in Boston. Yeah. uh, Oh, I'm actually not going to be there. Find your panel. Oh, gosh. What else do we have here, Katie? What I like about this in particular, other than, like, obviously the turban comes into play later and we find out that Voldemort's really there and it really does talk to him and blah, 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 and the green flash of light. What I like is that he doesn't remember this. We see the books from Harry's point of view. So what is the point in pointing out what Harry sees just for us to know because he doesn't know? Oh, I like that. Is Joe trying to instill in your brain, hey, 
Harry's he got a little special gift here. Well, but, like, has that ever happened to you where you have a dream and you, like, you wake up, but you remember you had a dream, but you can't remember what it was? Yeah, I don't oh, like yeah. it. Oh, yeah. You yeah. have, Every like, time. the feelings of it. Yeah. But it doesn't even say that. It just says that he... He didn't remember yeah. having it at all. He has no, not right, even a like, feeling. Not every single chapter is from Harry's perspective. So it's not that the narrator like is 100% Harry. There are instances right. where we see like the Muggle Prime Minister or right. uh, the Death Eater meeting and stuff like that. So it could just be an instance of that. I mean, really what it comes down to is like the the narrator comes from the perspective of whatever is most convenient to drive the plot along like mm. the when when the whole point of a plot twist is Harry doesn't know it yet, the narrator will not will be from Harry so the reader doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And then if it's trying to, like, this is basically the opposite of that, is it's in order to provide some sort of foreshadowing that Harry does not act upon, that you get to see it and then very conveniently, oh, conveniently it's just, oh, and then, then Harry forgot. So, I mean, the narrator ultimately is just, is whatever is the most convenient means of storytelling because it's a narrator. So right. uh, yeah. I, 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 I personally wouldn't think this is, like, alluding to something larger i think it's just like hey i gotta write this book and i need to do it in this particular way so harry forgot <laughs> right <laughs> so harry Fair forgot. um do you want to know what's interesting about sorry i'll we'll get to you no okay. <laughs> no i was just listening in six and um uh harry gets hit with the bludger so he can't play in that quidditch match against ravenclaw it's where um, they win, and, and because Ginny is the seeker mm. instead of Harry, and she uh, writes that Harry's like head is like wrapped up in a turban because he got hit in the head and it cracked his skull. And I was like, oh, Ooh, that's throwback to Quirrell. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that. I can't. And wait to he also has again. Voldemort in his head. Oh. Oh. Whoa. Connections. Gonna I go. was gonna say that I thought of two good Slytherins. Oh, go for it. Did uh-huh. you or did the Discord chat? No, I did. I'm yeah. not looking at this. Say it. I'm so ready to prove you wrong. Lay them on me. Give it. Albus Potter and Scorpius Malfoy. Oh. Those aren't oh, yeah. in his head. Uh-huh. First child. That's a real thing. <laughs> not going to get him with those. Oh. But see, and also, like, again, just... I'm saying the books. The b- books. Right. In um, the books. I just really love Scorpius. <laughs> Vinny said Regulus. Scorpius oh, is great. Yeah, Regulus, the guy who was on the mm-hmm. in the Nazis his yeah. whole life until like a couple months before he died. Yeah, that guy's great. Yeah, I'm not into that one. <laughs> God, I, like, love no, I will say like Regulus like ended nicely, but like at most, if you're being the most lenient, you've got like you could say Snape, but you'd be wrong. And then maybe, <laughs> and then Andromeda, who we just don't learn anything about, and then Regulus, yeah. and then like maybe, maybe, maybe Slughorn if you want. So like absolute most case scenario is four. That's rough. <laughs> Well, like, how many oh, good, four people. Um, how many good Ravenclaws do we know? We have Luna. Roger Luna. Davies is a saint. <laughs> <laughs> but like, think I have what's his name? I can't remember it. Gilderoy Lockhart. Gil- you got Gilderoy. He's not a good I have person. Trelawney. You know, you got Luna. Yeah, Ollivander. These, none of these people were in a racist cult. So that's true. I'll, well, uh... I don't know. We don't know for sure. <laughs> no, that's true. No, Lockhart is Lockhart is garbage. I mean, we yeah. The, the other thing is we don't know that much about the other houses. And, and you stuff, know, but... uh, right. Gilderoy doesn't know much about anything anymore either. I'm so. literally gonna like true. think so hard on this. Do you want to know? Don't something? hurt your brain. There are you know there are a lot of really great Gryffindors. Oh really? Oh, oh, do you want to tell me it's all really about them? True. The best ones. Yes. Wormtail. Yeah, I think Wormtail's the bomb. <laughs> Whatever. I like that the big <laughs> argument is there's one bad. <laughs> right. Right. Listen. Well, it's you want me to name every bad third because. 
this podcast episode will be 87 <laughs> hours long. People would listen. I mean, at the end of the day, like, let's name some bad Hufflepuffs. I was Katie, just going to say. Katie will be uh, like, I'm, I'm so Zachariah weak. Smith is literal human garbage. <laughs> listen, on this podcast, we say that Sarah is garbage. So are you putting those two in the same uh, garbage can? Zachariah Smith is literal human rubbish. Oh, <laughs> Because I, we, well, we took a, I will tell you this. We took a BuzzFeed quiz and uh, it was, are you trash or are you garbage? Sarah is garbage and I am trash. So I that's really why that. I just, that's a funny <laughs> prob, uh, quiz there. Yeah. You win either way. This is the uh, life course. we lead. Of course. Uh, shall we continue? Sure. All right. Do. Yeah. So we have another connection to Malfoy too, which Meg talked about that dream when Harry fell asleep in divination and an eagle owl flies. Mm. And the Malfoys have an eagle owl, which we see. I think he gets, like, a package delivered to him in the Great but Hall. But didn't we discuss that it was probably not Malfoy's owl that we saw? It was probably... Probably from uh, Barty, Judy. Yeah. yeah, we did. We call but Barty Crouch Jr. Judy. Oh, I like that. Moody. Because he's not <laughs> Moody. He's Judy. He's not. And we didn't want really like to call her. him fake Judy or fake Moody. Because that's too Foodie, much. And we couldn't and call him dumb. We couldn't call him Booty. So. <laughs> right. No, Judy is good. I yeah. like Judy a lot. That's very yeah. It was just yeah. really confusing to like read. Like, I mean, fake Moody. Yeah. And I was Real like. Real Moody. No. Fake Moody. So we're like, no, Judy. Judy. Moody and Judy. Judy's good. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That was Judy's owl. Well, we no, but didn't we say that it also could have been Malfoy sending the well, owl about like to Rita or it, something? It right? could have also been Percy's owl to oh, yeah, like if he, he was communicating with all these Junior options. as his father, right? Because he has an eagle owl. Right. There's a There's lot of eagle owls. His name is Ursula. There's, There's, There's also not just one eagle owl in the all of Potter. Yes, there is, there is one. It could have just been some rando <laughs> guy. Is an eagle owl. is an eagle owl a real animal or is that just like a magical I thing? I think it's real. It's real. It's real. Listen, well, you know what? If I, I don't know because um, I'm gonna take to the internet Tiffany, highway. There's only one snowy owl, so maybe you? there is only one. Not eagle anymore. Owl. Oh, European eagle owl. Magnificent. I just called you Tiffany, Katie. Hi, do you know me? I'm your wife. Hi. Yeah, yeah y'all are married, so. Um, Katie, don't talk about such sadness. <laughs> yeah, no, I eagle owls are the ones much. with the little tufts on their heads. Yes, they're oh. very cute. Yes, oh, they're cool, cute. cool. All right, they're one. Real. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I just said they're real. That's oh. all. <laughs> it's real to us. <laughs> <laughs> one more thing uh, that we pulled from Order of the Phoenix. So this is Tonks speaking to Harry. This is just as good to me, I don't know why, as... Cursed Child? No. <laughs> as my original one. With, oh, your first one. Okay. With Mr. Frank. So Tonk starts out and says, There isn't any seer blood in your family, is there? She inquired curiously as they sat side by side on a train rattling towards the heart of the city. No, said Harry, thinking of Professor Trelawney and feeling insulted. <laughs> Freaking Harry. I love it. Oh, narrator Harry's so good. Sassy. Mm-hmm. No, said mm-hmm. Tonks musingly. No, I suppose it's not really prophecy you're doing, is it? I mean, you're not seeing the future. You're seeing the present. It's odd, isn't it? Useful, though. So, what do we think? I mean, I think that he's partially a seer. He's a type of seer. He's a type of seer. Yeah, he's a particular present seer of Voldemort-related activities. (laughs) What's the acronym for that? (laughs) Yeah, give give me that. Give the type it out. P-S-O-V-R-A. So he's a a Savra, you know, silent P like (laughs) Pterodactyl. 
jeez. I, I, I mean, it's interesting, it though, that Tonks brings that It sounds that like it up. could be a car from Hyundai. The Hyundai's. <laughs> the Hyundai Sabra. <laughs> I want that to Rated be my Rated by JD one. Power and Associates for the five, five star crash test. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by... <laughs> Dude, oh my god, I would love a Hyundai sponsorship. Let's do <laughs> yeah, it. Because, <laughs> like, by, by rules of sponsorship, they'd have to send me a Hyundai. Like, give yeah. me that car. Give me that Sabra. <laughs> I would promptly sell it because I live in New York and cars are worthless. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Okay, All right, so ma'am. we're going to talk about um, after he, or the winning Quidditch match against... The best house ever, which is me, Ravenclaw. Oh, Slytherin. I can't say me, but Barf. we are so cool. Um, we're by the kitchens. I like that you just like, um, Hufflepuff? <laughs> I just like to think that Ravenclaw seem to leave everybody alone. Like, they leave us alone, so we're like, you almost forget about us. Because you're plotting. How you doing? Thriving! <laughs> <laughs> we're sneaky. Or we're like Luna, who's just crazy in the best way possible. You're creative. I don't think I'm creative. Anyways, so in Harry. his third year, when <laughs> Harry used a Patronus charm to ward off what he thought were a couple of a couple of old Dementors, Harry had a dream. Uh, he was walking through a forest carrying his firebolt, following something that was very, um, I don't know why I said very, was a slil- s- wow, silvery white, just like his Patronus. And he could only catch a glimpse, um, some glimpses of it. And when he tried to catch up, he heard the sound of hooves. He woke up before he had a chance to dream more. The Patronus that he was following was his own, which took the form of a stag, um, which was also the Animagus form that his father had taken. Of course, he didn't know either of these facts at this point. Um, And so this could be a seared dream of Harry following the doe and the force of Dean in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. I like it. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) you're so enthused i am but isn't this like also you could say um with the end of the book i don't know why i'm starting over my my words maybe i haven't had enough water today probably um but like that could also be him seeing his father slash his own patronus at the end of the book could be okay i'm glad that you like that so first he <laughs> dreamed that he had overslept and that Wood, Wood was yelling, where were you? We had to use Neville instead. Poor Neville. And then he dreamed Malfoy and the rest of the Slytherin team arrived for the match riding dragons. He was flying at breakneck speed, trying to avoid a spurt of flames from Malfoy, Malfoy's steed's mouth. That's a big mouthful. And when he realized <laughs> that he had forgotten his fireballs... <laughs> It's Fire like, you know, Firebolt. You're, like, you're in, like, those dreams where you are naked on stage. You're like, oh, I've got no wonder where I am. I gotta, the way you said Firebolt, I thought you said Fireball. And it was like, she oh, does. Harry forgot. <laughs> Harry forgot his awful cinnamon whiskey from freshman year. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know why I say words weird, but Firebolt is one of she them. She says Firebolt. I don't fire know why ball. I do Bolt. Bolt. It's, I know it's hard It's like me Beyonce say saying surfboard in, uh... <laughs> In Drunken Love. That's so Firebolt. Firebolt. I also made up a song. And then grinding on that oh. wood makes sense because of the fireball. Look at that. We've written a song. 
Somebody oh, look at the, the Discord. Discord chat said, oh my god, we had to use Neville instead is the prophecy. What? <laughs> get it? I mean, it's true. I get it. I get it. I get I it. I literally threw my hands up in the air like I was going to we had to use Neville. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. So talking about the fireball. 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 <laughs> He fell through the air and woke with a start. It was a few seconds before Harry remembered that the match hadn't taken place yet and that he was safe in bed and that the Slytherin team definitely wouldn't be allowed to play on dragons. You sure? Um, Snape wrote a note. It's all okay. <laughs> right? But they did the <laughs> brooms that year, didn't they? Uh, Is this chamber? No. I don't know. No, I don't think in so. The second, they, in, in the second book is when they get all the Nimbus 2001. Yeah, this is four. Yeah. Yes, they did not. The no, four was when they replaced the team with a bunch of really tall people. Oh, um, yeah. Because, well, you know, we... apparently you're allowed to do that now in book four. Before they didn't play, <laughs> they didn't play Quidditch in four. Or, oh, then, well, whatever. Uh, not, <laughs> not two. Five? <laughs> no, I know the order. Three. I like, in my brain, oh, it's three. just the order of, like, Quidditch things that happen. And, like, year one <laughs> is, like, Harry catches it in his mouth. Year two is the bludger tries to break his arm. And then I guess year three is when Dementors. Slytherin decides, like, what if we just... Or maybe it's uh, yeah, it's Dementors. They win. So or they don't play, so that's probably your favorite book. <laughs> I mean, it was really... it was. I enjoyed the change four, of pace. Except seven. they do play it in the beginning because of the World Cup, so it's still there. There yeah. is a lot of Quidditch in the beginning. Yeah, you're right, right. Um, and so, um, that could be a see your dream about dragons in the first task of the Triwizard Tournament. So this has to be from the third book, fourth book. What am I? I don't know. About? I don't know. It's because <sighs> your pop filter is purple and not blue. Yeah. Is that all we got on Harry being a seer? I think so. Well, then there's, we have the article from Pottermore that's the significance, um, of Harry's weirdest dreams. And it says dreams are rarely normal, but when you're Harry Potter, they could be a nightmare. Dun, dun, oh. dun. dun, dun, dun. Um, it says, although we as readers were able to follow Harry's adventures closely, understanding his thoughts and actions, um, his, it was his dreams throughout the books that gave us a deeper understanding of what was going on in his head. He was, for example, often haunted by nightmares of the deaths in his life, from Cedric to reoccurring ones of his own parents, and sometimes his, quote, dreams were not actually dreams at all, but his mind being infiltrated by Lord Voldemort. Suffice to say that there was a lot going up there, going on up there. Apparently not up in my brain, though, because I can't read. We've analyzed some of Harry's oddest ones, although we've left the Voldemort-influenced dreams for another day. So it has, like, the motor motor bike one, the talking turban one. I was going to say the talking curl one. Um, I'm not going to read this because we already talked about it. The forest dream, Grimwald place dream, um... Basically, it's saying Harry's a seer. So, like, so the Grimmauld Place one we re- really didn't talk about. So, do you want to read that quick blip? Yeah, this one says Harry had um, a troubled night's sleep. His parents were wove in and out of his dreams, never speaking. Mrs. Weasley sobbed over creature's dead body, watched by Ron and Hermione, who were uh, wearing crowns. Yet again, Harry found himself walking down a corridor, ending in a locked door. Was that after they got prefect? Was that why they were wearing crowns? Uh, I think it was after prefix, so that could be it. Okay. Which, like, way better than a badge. Give me a crown. Heck, yeah. Yeah. Walk around wearing a crown. I would want a cape. A cape? No capes. No capes. No capes. Like, Percy becomes way more intimidating if 
he shows up talking to Malfoy in Chamber of Secrets with a crown yeah, and then dude. says, I am, in fact, a, a prefect of the school. <laughs> that was a really great. That was like super Bill Burr of you. Did you pull away from your mic as you did that? Because I enjoyed yeah, that's, that a lot. That is a, see, I am a professional podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to learn these tricks to avoid things like clipping, which... I learned that's the term for what that is a couple months ago because I'm very professional. <laughs> have you ever listened to Bill Burr in his podcast? I have a little bit. Oh, I haven't listened to his podcast word. too much just because uh, based on his stand-up, he's, his like joke is that he gets angry, and I don't like listening. I listen to podcasts that like, calm down, so if I was mm-hmm. listening to a podcast where someone got angry, mm-hmm. that would be like not the vibe I'm looking for. But I do think he's very funny. Oh, he's hilarious. Especially, I mean, some of the people like, literally will just listen to him for his ads. Yep. Yeah. That's all. That, really hey, that's what I having good ads is huge yeah. uh, for many different reasons. But I I try to pride myself on having good ads too. So shout out to someone that puts effort into it. Oh yeah, he definitely does. Good. Um, good. Good. So with this stream, you could talk about because it talks in this article about um, Mrs. Weasley sobbing over like in the dream he's saying sobbing over creature's dead body, but you, we see her sobbing over the bogart that takes shape of all her loved ones dead, which and Fred. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, like, she I'm does. just mean specifically in this book. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that's from Order of the Phoenix. Yes. So, that's heart-wrenching for any mother to see. And then, unfortunately, as we know in the seventh book, it does come true that she has to bury her son. Mm-hmm. Bless, Bless you. you. Um, and then it does talk about... <laughs> I love this dream. After initially being jealous of Ron and Hermione's elevated status, seeing her as them wearing oh, crowns, okay. right. Harry's jealousy was put into perspective when he saw the things that troubled Molly. Um, the suspicious presence of creature in the house also inhibited this dream. Um, Harry was right to have the worrisome elf on his mind. But it's a good thing to, like, you know, keep him, because he is essential in the seventh book. He being creature. And Harry, realistically. <laughs> That's a little important. <laughs> uh, and then it talks about Cho Chang and the chocolate frog. I that love this like a kid dream. story. Cho Chang and the chocolate frogs. I love how, like, in the dream, she just, like, pulls out, like, handfuls of chocolate frogs cards, yeah. and she's like, Cedric, give me these. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> he dreamed he was back in the DA room. Cho was accusing him of luring her there under false pretenses. She said he had promised her 150 chocolate car- frog cards if she showed up. That sounds like something Ron would want. Can I have your yeah, really, chocolate card? Chocolate cards, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Harry protested. Cho shouted. Cedric gave me loads of chocolate frog cards. Look. Lo- I don't know why I find <laughs> it so funny. And she pulled out fistfuls of cards from the inside of her robes and threw them into the air. Then she turned into Hermione, <laughs> who said, you did promise her, you know, Harry. I think <laughs> you better give her something else instead. How about your fireball? And Harry was protesting he could not give Cho his fireball because Umbridge had it. And anyway, the whole thing was ridiculous. He'd only come to the DA room to put up some Christmas baubles shaped like Dobby's head. <laughs> I'm going to just retract my statement before when I said Harry doesn't have dreams where stuff doesn't really happen. Because clearly this happens all the time and I forgot about it. <laughs> did Cho he, does get I mad wonder, at him. Did he actually put Christmas baubles up that looked like Dobby's head? And yeah, I want some. he did. <laughs> I think that I thought that did happen. Like I thought that was a. Oh, oh no, uh, maybe that was just a dream. Why did I think that really happened? I mean, uh, it's been too long since I've read that book. 
And it says when he wasn't worried about Lord Voldemort, Harry was just a teenage boy at heart. During his relationship with Cho in Order of the Phoenix, the short-lived romance was overshadowed by her ex-boyfriend's death. We can see those concerns in this dream with the chocolate frog cards representing Harry's worth versus Cedric's worth. Harry was clearly worried he couldn't live up to a dead man's legacy. The many other troubles of Harry's fifth year, such as Professor Umbridge, were always stifling him, and his secret DA lessons seemed to congeal into abstract disarray. Then it says, poor Dobby. I don't know why. Maybe because he Maybe they dies. meant, like, the actual baubles were just a thing of Dobby's head. Like, what? Whoa. Uh, and then it says, the Horcrux dream. It says, this mantra seemed to pulse through Harry's mind as he fell asleep at night. His dreams were thick with cups, lockets, and mysterious objects that he could not quite reach, though Dumbledore helpfully, helpfully offered Harry a rope ladder that turned into snakes the moment he began to climb. And that's from the Deathly Hallows. And as we know, he had to like hunt down the Horcruxes, took over his entire life and the whole thing, and then all the movies, because there's like eight movies from the last book. A lot of camping. Uh, it seeped into his subconscious as a result. It like says, my dad says, it's a Dick Sporting Goods commercial. Yeah. Yep. And it says, this particular dream saw Albus Dumbledore offer Harry a ladder to the Horcruxes turned into snakes. At this point in the story, Harry had lost his trust for his deceased headmaster due to finding out things about Dumbledore's past that the old wizard never divulged. It's really none of Harry's business, but who am I to say? The ladder must represent the help uh, Dumbledore tried to give Harry, and the snakes must represent the betrayal Harry felt at this point in the story. Clever. Nice. Or that Nagini was going to trip him up. Mm-hmm. Where all of these things are importante. Says, oh, and this one? He dreamed that Neville and <laughs> Professor Sprout were waltzing around the room of requirement while Professor McGonagall played the bagpipes. He watched them happily for a while, then decided to go and find the other members of the DA. And that's from Order of the Phoenix. And it says, okay, we have no idea about this one, but sometimes dreams don't mean much. <laughs> I love a way to end the article all about dreams, and then eh, they don't really matter. <laughs> all right. All right. I think that's all of the convincing we could possibly give. So are you convinced? <laughs> <laughs> Did we do it? Did we do it yet? I mean, I I th- I will I will go like I did not think about I did I guess just going into it like I said before I I had only thought of seers as future seeing. So if you go with present seeing and you go with I think specifically for Voldemort stuff, I think you could qualify it. I just think you're putting a lot of qualifiers in front of it. So to say, like, Harry's a seer, uh, I wouldn't be like, yeah. I'd be like, uh, sure. <laughs> but I de- you definitely took me from, I like, my previous stance of, like, no way is not there anymore. There's It's definitely in play, especially if you get down to, like, the specifics. So I win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, like, more on your board, too, because, like, I think that, like, the umbrella term would be seer, it's and then underneath kind. that, yeah. there's tons yeah. of different kinds, mm-hmm. and he's at yeah. least got a touch of it where he can see, he's able to see things from a different perspective that, like, he, others might not necessarily have that ability. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cracked my hip. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> All right, I see that you have something that you would like to uh, talk about there, Mike. Yeah. Hope everyone has had fun for the past hour and a half talking about how wrong wrong <laughs> they are because the real seer is Ronald Weasley. Give it to me. Uh, 
So this is something that I've heard of and I had purposely avoided until I'd finished the books because I didn't want any sort of spoilers or stuff to happen. But something that I had noticed a little bit of and, and I did a little bit of a deep dive into research land to figure this out for this podcast uh, is the theory that Ron is a seer when he says stuff offhandedly, which is the best way to be a seer ever. So there are many instances throughout the books where Ron just like says some stuff in passing, just like, ah, blah, 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 whatever, and like doesn't actually mean it. And then it turns out to be true, which I think is very fun. So I've Mm -hmm. taken instance, I've taken note of all these instances in book order. So in book two, when they find out that Tom Riddle got the award for special services to the school, he says, quote, maybe he got 30 OWLs or saved a teacher from the giant squid. Maybe he murdered Myrtle. That would have done everyone a favor, which pretty great since <laughs> we later learned that he did. Um, in book two, he also, when Hermione is like fawning over Gilderoy and Harry and Ron are first suspecting that he's a bit of a, you know, a, con artist of sorts mm-hmm. ron says what well, you know hermione's defense is oh he's done all of those things it's well documented in his books and then ron says quote he's just saying that he did all those things mm-hmm. which as we learn later is exactly what the case is uh then when, in book three when they are reading tea leaves in his first attempt uh harry or ron is trying to figure out like what he's seeing in harry's and he just very jokingly in the list of things he says, says, quote, a windfall, unexpected gold. And Harry received gold as a prize for winning the tournament in book four. And then also he got that inheritance from Sirius in book six. Mm-hmm. So that one came true twice. So then in book four. <laughs> but, he, but he really is. <laughs> He's but he really stacked. is. Loaded. loaded, gallon, loaded. Gallon. Got that hair tonic money, you know. Honestly. <laughs> Sleek easies. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then in uh, in book four, when they're doing that homework for Trelawney, where they're just trying to come up with a bunch of stuff and figure it out, Ron suggests, oh, why don't we say that you got stabbed in the back by someone you thought was a friend? And this is comes true later on in book four with Ron, and then also in book seven when Ron pieces out. Uh, also in book four, when they are talking about Barty Crouch Sr. disappearing in the Forbidden Forest and Snape's involvement in it, uh, Ron says, quote, not unless he can turn himself into a bat or something, I wouldn't Mm. put it past him. Or, sorry, Harry suggests that, and then Ron says wouldn't put it past him. And, I mean, as we know from Book 7, they say that Snape does this as, like, bat-like wings. And I've always wondered, does Snape, like, literally turn into a bat, or is it just because (laughs) of the cloak and the way he was flying it looked like it? it's just the cloak thing. I know that people are, like... There are so many theories out there about Snape being a vampire and everything, and oh, Joe has come out and has said, hard pass. <laughs> okay, she so, said like, that it was just like, yeah. he looked like a bat. Yeah, he just has that okay. vampiric feature. But it like, yeah. like that theory got so big that she actually addressed it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I, I, I've said this recently in a couple, uh, I was on, I was recently on Alohomora and they, like, I was getting corrected for things that weren't in the books. And I was like, I just need a JK Rowling book of all the things she said in interviews, because it is so hard for me to, because like now all yeah. I've read is the books and seen the movies. And recently in an episode of Potterless, I said something about, because in book seven, it implies that Dean and Luna at least get together are a thing and mm-hmm. in an episode i was like yeah i always wanted her and neville to be together like they are in the movie mm-hmm. or at least how neville says he likes her in the movie and then mm-hmm. everyone was like 
what are you talking about, you idiot? <laughs> Rolf Scamander. It's like, Rolf Scamander's not in the books. I'm sorry I didn't watch this interview that JK did for some, like, two-bit publication. I'm I j- So I need a bound book of, like, all the stuff I've said in interviews by J.K. Rowling yeah, really? so I can I get like my facts in. What Pottermore was supposed to be, yeah, and then they I just, yeah. like, completely changed the purpose of it, and it became, like... Yeah. Well, like, a big thing we nothing. get is when we talk about the fact that Harry Scar, like, she literally said in an interview oh, gosh. that she goes, it doesn't mean anything. I just thought it was a cool shape. Like, how would you feel if I put, like, a donut on his head? Like, that's not... Yeah. But then, yeah, like, and people like, no, come at us literally, like, all the every time. month. And we're like, no, she said it means nothing. And just because, like, on one of the games or something, they gave it emotion of the Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, like, I've, I've, I've known that. that is. Yeah. I've seen that thing pop up a couple times like but more in some some website did like a oh isn't this so cool that's why it's a lightning bolt and then i just have to keep replying every time someone sends it to me which sucks because they send it to me and they're like hey i saw this it's awesome and then i have to reply be like sorry it's not yeah it's so so awkward sometimes you're like oh how do i say this nicely because a lot of times they're trying to nicely correct right but they're not sure (laughs) yeah i've I've never had it as like a correction i guess because i've never talked about the significance of the shape but yeah usually it's people being like hey i saw this it's really neat and then so i don't have to like correct them but i do have to (laughs) And, and unfortunately inform them that it is not pretty neat. <laughs> Actually, that's not cool at all. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Yeah, you're wrong. Okay, so there's more Ron is a seer stuff because he's yeah. definitely a seer. Yeah. So oh. in book four, um, in book four, Ron is talking to Hermione and he says, I know Dumbledore's brilliant and everything, but that doesn't mean a really clever dark wizard couldn't fool him. And uh, that the whole Grindelwald thing, which comes up later, could be under that. And then also in book four, um, Hermione is pretty sure that Percy won't walk out on his family, but Ron is not so sure. He says, quote, I don't know, if he thought we were standing in the way of his career, he would. Percy's really ambitious, you know, which, mm-hmm. oh, he ends up doing that later on. Mm-hmm. And then finally in book six, after the Quidditch tryout thing where Ron is trying to be the new keeper, he says, quote, I was better than McClagan mm-hmm. anyway, Ron said in a highly satisfied voice. Did you see him lumbering off in the wrong direction? Direction on his fifth looked like he'd been confunded. So uh, I confunded. <laughs> so I I think it's it's funny and I'm pretty sh- I know that this is something that J.K. Rowling intentionally did because in some sort of interview or something she said something to the effect of you should pay attention to what Ron says especially when he's angry and that's what most of these quotes come from is when he's angry in general or dismissive of of. Some- Someone specifically, and I just think that of all the seeing seer powers, I think this is so funny that when Ron is just mad and just like rattles off something that he's not even thinking seriously about, he's correct. And then on the flip side, every time he tries to think critically about something, <laughs> aka when he accuses Snape and slash or Malfoy of being guilty of everything, he's always wrong. So I, I just I think this is so funny. I think this is like easily the best. It really Ele- is cool. Ron's character. I, I think it's love it. him. He's I my favorite. I, oh god, he's so funny in six. It's crazy, but I love all of all of these examples because it's like he says some of the most outlandish things. Like when you're reading them, especially the, for the first time, you don't you don't know. And he like, says oh, these ha, off the wall things, yeah. and it's like, no, this is Harry Potter. So the outrageous things are they actually think the things that are happening? Yeah, it's so good. Well, too, and like a lot of people are. I mean, we've even had listeners that have never read the books and have only seen the movie. So, like, mm. when you're getting Ron movie, like, 
He's nowhere as good as like Book John because he's so smart in the book. He's funny. Mm -hmm. Like, and obviously he's saying things that like, if you, if he said it in the movie, people like just kind of write him off and he's like, oh, well, Hermione's the smart one. So like, listen to her, you know? So you're almost like overlooking him and what he's going to say. When people think that Harry and Hermione should have been together, that makes me very suspicious that they've either only seen the movies or have not read the books like since the movies came out because in the movies they kind of reduce a little bit of every one in the trio i think they make they make hermione a little less of a like badass risk taker i think they just try to make her really smart and competent Mm -hmm. i think they make harry a little less of a like a same kind of thing. He's more innocent. And then Ron, they just take out all of his good parts and all of his good parts and give them to the other two. Yeah. And they just kind of make Ron this comic relief and like, Oh look, yeah. he's so incompetent. And it's like, you already have Neville as that sort of a character right. for so yeah. long. So it's, it's unnecessary. Yeah. So it makes me sad. They, they kind of take away a lot of what makes Ron interesting. And the great Agreed. thing about Ron is like, he is the comedic relief in it, but he's also like smart he's so smart yeah yeah he's still competent like he has his downfalls for sure but i think that those his his strengths don't get to be a scene in the films and i get like you can't have everything in there and stuff like that but they take out they take out some of that bit they take out some of his humor um and it makes me a little bit sad they give a lot of his lines to hermione Mm -hmm. they do yeah so stuff that like like especially in the earlier books, like in two, and explaining like mudbloods. Yeah, and like all why that would stuff. she know that? Right. Well, books, and but like still. devils. Uh, no, in in the movie, in the at the end of Sorcerer's Stone. Are um, you a witch or not? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, they, they take out that, which is this yeah. funniest thing. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Have you? I'm curious. Have you heard of the um, Ron Bledore theory? That I've heard that it exists, but I've not done a deep dive into it yet. Okay. I wanna. I yeah. It, it brings me a little bit of joy. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So that's basically just like Ron is a time traveling Dumbledore <laughs> because there's so I many similar it. qualities. Yeah. It would. It just seems like Ron would get a huge kick out of it, and yeah. so like that's how he would like. That would be number one why he would do it. You know what I mean? We should totes talk about. Didn't Ron we talk Bledore about theory. it? We can talk about it now. I mean, we're not, not now. Yeah. No, right now. Let's Future add episode. Power to this podcast. Future yeah. episode. Listen. We would totes talk to you again for sure. Um, hey, I would very. I would love to come back. Have me, yeah, you know, yeah. have me come back anytime. Especially yeah. if there's a more technical difficulties halfway through. <laughs> so yeah, you never know around here. Um, Vinny added about the dreams. He's like, what if, what if those were Joe's dreams? Like, oh, what yeah. if she had dreamed about that when she was writing the books and added them in? Mm. I think that's a really good idea. Vinny, Especially the one that like Harry doesn't remember. Just be like, boop, done. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. <laughs> Just add this in. Harry dreamed he ate socks. He didn't remember when he woke up. <laughs> <laughs> he was socks very hungry. Seriously missing. That's right. <laughs> I was going to say, though, I think that the whole, like, Ron is a seer thing, I feel like if we're, like, you know, because of what Mike said about how, like, yes, Harry's a seer in, like, certain, like, with a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't, I don't know. <sighs> like qualifying factors sure traits yeah there you go okay um then so is ron you know what i'm saying yeah i would say ron is i think ron is only an accurate seer when he is not trying and he's angry he's like both he and harry more like trelawney (laughs) singing 
than Harry is. Like, Harry seems even less of a seer. Does that make sense? Where, like, Ron uh, yes. and her, Trelawney are, like, on accident, I'm telling you this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Ron's stuff is always the future, which yeah, makes him is. different Ooh. from Harry and more similar yeah. to Trelawney. His stuff is always True. the future, yeah. um, but he never means it. So because of it, because it's always when he's angry and it sounds like he doesn't mean what he's saying, everything gets instantly dismissed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. A lot and of people like to Trelawney. skip over Ron. Trelawney gets dismissed all the time. Constant. Well, she's a fraud, so. <laughs> she's partially a fraud. She's not great. <laughs> I'll I just, round up. <laughs> You're right. I gave her a 98%. <laughs> um, okay, so in Boston, we got to hang because we're all going to be yeah, there. Yeah, let's do it. Um I got really I'm, confused. I'm like, we gotta hang. What are we hanging? No, I'm literally gonna the invite witches. you to this. This is literally that's not nice. <laughs> I know. We told um, <laughs> we told Chris Rankin we were gonna meet up with him. So you should just totally come and uh, meet up with us and Chris and grab. Yeah, um, let's do it. I am. Raje. Yeah, I'm hoping to. I'm hoping to hang out with him a decent amount over the weekend. So yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, that'd be super fun. And then let me know in your panels and stuff. When I figure out my schedule, mm-hmm. I'll I'll see it all. But like, I would either if if I'm not doing something at the same time of your panel, I would love to at least watch it. And if you need an extra person to talk about whatever you're talking about, I'm always yeah, happy to, yeah. to jump, jump in the mix. Stage. Just jump on yeah. up there. We'll be like, hey, you're if you want it, I'll be there. there. I don't want to step girl. on toes. But oh no, I like. I love that. What has been fun now with like what I when I tell LeakyCon when they're like, oh, what are you gonna do? I'm like, hey, I just want to be like comedic relief on panels. Like, I just want to like sit there and just yeah. like let people do stuff, and then I can be like, mm, dad pun, and they'll be like, ah, oh, this guy. <laughs> just be a uh, movie Ron for us. Oh yeah, that'd be very fun. <laughs> awesome. All right, Mike, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Sure. So. If- if you want to find the show Potterless, it is uh, Potterless Pod on Twitter. It's Potterless Podcast on Instagram, and then uh, Potterless on Facebook. And then if you want to find me individually, it's at Shub Seventeen S C H U B E S One Seven on everything. Okay, sweet. Um, on Twitter, I am Tiff Swish underscore Flick. Meg, Katie, and I have a combo Instagram and Twitter: the Petrus Family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can also follow Swish at Swish Flick Cast, right? Swish and Flick Podcast, mm-hmm. all the good things. Swishflickcast.com. Swishflickcast.com. <laughs> dot, dot net. Oh, it's dot com. <laughs> Swishflickcast.net. It's dot com. Um, you can find me on Instagram <laughs> at O'Malley with what? How many H's? Three. Three, Three H's. Three H's. That's me. All right. Once again, Mike, thank you so much for joining us, and we will be chatting Thanks so much for again. having me. Soon. Yeah, it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. Thank yeah, we'll, you so much. We can yeah. come over to your uh, neck of the woods and yes, talk about yeah. Something. I want to. F- I I need to when I get out of the movie thing and the structured stuff, and I and I get into more like the discussion things. Like maybe oh, that could be a fun one. If we, maybe we could do the uh, the Ron is Dumbledore theory on Potterless when I yeah. when I get to that episode. Let's it do might be it. like way in the future, but that would be fun. Yeah. Perfect. We're in. Be a fun little bookend to this. Are you going <laughs> to do Cursed Child? 
Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do everything. So, like, the order of it is going to be I'm, I did all the books. Now I'm doing all the movies. And then I'm going to do all of the official stuff that J.K. had a hand in. So, Cursed okay. Child, Fantastic Beasts, the little Hogwarts library books. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after so I good. do all the stuff that J.K. had her hand in, it'll be the really popular fan stuff. So, like, Harry Potter Puppet Pals, Very Potter mm-hmm. Musical, Puffs, stuff like Puffs. that. Um, and then so after good. that, it'll just get freeform with, like big fan theories or stuff that's on Pottermore or the video games. So that's like, that will be phase three will just be a grab bag of Harry Potter related stuff. So that's where Ronis Dumbledore could fall in and we'll get you in the mix. It'll be super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Have you started watching the movies yet? Yes. So I just released the episode, uh, the first part of the discussion of movie one. And then today before this podcast, I was, uh, I was watching the second film I've seen. So after I, finish the books i've watched the movies but now i'm watching them and like taking pages upon pages of notes upon like everything that's different yeah. things that are yeah. strange all mm-hmm. kind of stuff like that so yeah i've watched them all once through and they're fine uh <laughs> and now i'm now i'm watching them with like a fine-toothed comb yeah. i think what i'm realizing now is like as a whole the movies are like you obviously you lose so much but right. all of the adult actors are so freaking good mm-hmm. like i just mm-hmm. just watching the second movie the guy who plays lockhart is perfection so it is so funny yeah. and like, so he's such a well-known actor i had no idea obviously when yeah I was 12, he's a big deal that, which like, like it, it makes sense because he's incredible yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it makes me so sad that there was just no precedent when those films came out for making multiple movies out of a single book like i remember even when they did that yeah. for book seven people were freaking out like you're gonna make this two movies what are you even doing and now it's very commonplace they need three hobbit movies so yeah. if if that was a little more commonplace i feel like they could have made more movies yeah. out of each book and that would have been nice because like really what it comes down to is the only bad stuff in the films is like when they leave stuff out or when yeah. they change stuff and stuff mm-hmm. like that so if you made more films you would you wouldn't lose that because right. everything else is great the sets are great. Yeah, the effects yeah. still hold up well. The acting is incredible. The music is phenomenal. So, like, if the only thing you could fix is not cutting out stuff by having more movies, it would have been so much better. So I hope for, like, future HBO, Netflix, whatever yeah. show yeah. that'll happen in, like, 20 years or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it'll happen. Yeah. Oh, it'll happen. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%, 100%. <laughs> Warner Brothers is getting their own streaming service. Yeah. So we'll Oh, that'll be it. That'll be yeah. it. Um, before we go, I want to know what your favorite book is. Oh yeah. My favorite book is the sixth book. I think it's just it's just it's really nice. It's well paced. It's not too long. It is very funny. It's the funniest book. And I just think it's it's nice. There was no uh, there was no part of the sixth book where I was like, ah, this part's fine. Like (laughs) Mm -hmm. the fifth book was littered with them and there's even ones in all the other, but like the sixth is just really solid. You don't get like a big Dursley chapter in the beginning. They kind of trim all the fat. Uh, and I just think it's so good. I really loved it a lot. Yeah. Do you have a favorite movie? Um, the seven, seven part one, I really enjoyed. I think that yeah, that one sure. didn't. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Cause they handled it really well where it didn't feel <laughs> so bad. Uh, no, I, I think, I think just, I think they did a good job of, because it was split into two, they were able to, they really didn't leave anything out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they did a good job of just shooting it, and things were emotional, and all the acting is really solid. So I think they did that well. Um, and they, they, the thing, like, mainly, they didn't change that much. Because then you get to the eighth movie, the book seven, part two, and they change, like, all this stuff for no reason. Trash yeah. can like, they change the fire. fight. Like, it's so many things that they change 
for no purpose at all. So yeah. I, I really enjoyed Seven Part One. I think it was benefited by the structure of it, but I think it just really stayed true to the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's understandable. I Seven is my favorite book, so I find it really hard oh, nice. to watch uh, Deathly Hallows one and two. Yeah, part just, two was really disappointing. Oh I liked book seven a lot. I think seven's my second favorite book, and I watched that eighth movie, and I was just confused. Yeah. Just yeah. needless changing things. Yeah. The only good thing they do is add that line where McGonagall says, I always wanted to do that yeah. spell. Yeah. It's right. the only good thing that they changed. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I've seen the least. Same. I, can, I can count on one hand how many same. times I've seen that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so hard for me to watch. Yeah. It's rough. Not because it's emotional for me, but because it's it like it's it, it just like it's annoying. Yeah. Like to me watching that is just annoying. Like watching that fight scene, I just want to be like bits, Voldy bits, Voldy bits. I, oh my god. Like why does he turn into a plastic bag? I, it's I don't care uh, through the wind waiting mm-hmm. to start again. Shut your mouth. I was going to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Oh. All right. Well, once again, thank you so yes, much you, for joining you, us. We will chat again soon and I'm sure I'll see you on Twitter. Um, yeah. And sorry for the technical difficulties. Yeah, pff, it's all good. Life happens, right. and I just I used to, I was very productive. I talked to the lovely uh, Discord, and then so. watched more of the second film. So it was great. It was a it was a nice little interlude. It was basically just an intermission, you know. Right. Drank right. some water, rested the vocal cords. Honestly, I think it was probably made for a really good second act. You know, we got that little break in between, so we can get all fatigued. True. Well, friends, thank you so much. So that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just in my voice! Woo! I just broke my earring. I'm a what? Thank you for doing this. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh, me? Of course. Come on. Yeah. Absolutely. No, once I, I uh, girls at the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, once I became spoiler free, I was like, I wanna talk to everybody now. What were we talking about? <laughs> Just go and Harry Pop. Harry Potter. I'm Harry Potter. Oh, hey, I said Harry I was Potter. Oh, you you just you were trying to bait me into doing a quidditch rant. Oh, it's yeah. true. That's when it destroyed the call. It's true. So the internet was like, no, he's done enough of that on the show. <laughs> oh, no. Have I lost everyone? I can't hear anything. Oh, no. Oh, drat. Oh, drat. Wonder if they can hear me.